Don't blame us for cursing. Blame Tracy Ellis Ross and girlfriends for starting it. Be advised. Hey y'all, I'm Jen. I'm from Oakland and I'm a queer black feminist scholar. This is Darren, hailing from the mean streets of Anaheim. I'm an introvert, a novelist, and a nerd. We're early 30-somethings with three kids and over a decade of marriage. This is a podcast about the realities of blackness and adult life. We do adult differently. This is That Black Couple. Yogurt, 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 uh. yogurt, 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 Greek? yogurt, yogurt, 100 yogurt, calories. yogurt, 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 yo play. This little carb diet got us tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> when we start making songs up about Greek yogurt, we got problems. Listen, but this this Greek yogurt has saved my life. This low carb diet, I I want to hurt somebody, somebody else, not me, somebody yeah, I'm else. Like, I'm like at this point of hunger where I'm at the brink of violence. Yeah, all day. Just just before, just, just before violent acts like maiming people, but then you get this yogurt, and you be like yogurt, yogurt. Yogurt, Ooh. yogurt in your head. That's what plays. Yeah. That's what I hear until until it's gone. And then it's gone. <laughs> and then you like kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings. This is episode twelve of that black couple. <laughs> we made it, y'all. We made it to our final episode. Yeah. Grab your champagnes from the the. Meadows of France. I'm told that it's not champagne unless it comes from actual champagne, France. Yeah, it ain't real champagne. That's the shit that bougie niggas say who've actually been to France to shame all the rest of us who've actually never been to France. And they're like, well, what you're drinking is sparkling wine. <laughs> and if you drink anything sparkly outside of champagne, France, it's not technically champagne. I'm like, bitch, they got shit that they can trade with us. I'm sure champagne, France, then traded some champagne. Outside of the borders of but Champagne, it, France, but it ain't the same. But it's not—it's not French bread if you don't eat it within the borders of France. Then what the fuck is it? Hey, French people in France. I mean, once you leave France, then like it's not French. Some of the mystique goes away. Then what is it? Then it's just bread. immigrant bread. It's counterfeit. What is it? What happens to it? Like, does it become like alien French bread? It's a fraud. No. Anyway, grab your champagne. And take a seat. This is That Black Couple. I'm Jen. I'm Darren. And before we get started, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at That BLK Couple, on Facebook at That Black Couple, and look us up on the internets at www.thatblackcouple.com. You can stream episodes on Google Play, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You have to raise high. You have to, have to, have to raise high because we have so many great and wonderful, amazing comments and high ratings right now. And we want to keep the street going. So 
just add to that momentum. Thank you very much. And don't forget, you can also support our podcast and website by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash water cooler combos. That's W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-R-C-O-N-V-O-S. Or you can give one-time donations at www.paypal.me slash water cooler combos. We ask that you pledge $5 per month at a minimum, but donations of any size are absolutely welcome. All right. So this is our last episode and it took us forever to record it. I think we originally had it planned for like Thanksgiving. We did. Yeah. And now it's like Christmas, New Year's time. Mm-hmm. So we're on time, technically. We're on CP time. CP time, yeah. Yeah, we're technically still on time, so I'm not really tripping. So we decided for this last episode, we're going to do some type of combination of like things to leave in 2017, things we actually loved about 2017, and things we're hoping for in 2018. It'll be a nice reflection. I might drag y'all's favorite dude a little bit, Darren. Just a little bit. Not a big drag. See, she's already letting you know from the outset she's coming from me. A I'm slight okay. drag. That's okay. It's a slight drag. It's in love, so it's okay. And it's dessert. But other than that, we're going to talk about pop culture. So let's get it started. What, Darren, would you like to leave thinking about our whole season, our whole season, all the shit we wrote, everything we read, all of our experiences in, in 2017, what would you like to leave in 2017? You know, 2017, I feel like it was a long-ass year. I feel like it would not end. And now that we're at the end of it, I'm looking back. And the thing that probably got under my skin possibly the most would be white saviors. Really? Yes. I it, feel like This year alone? That was, that was the first year where you're in, like, ooh. In particular, this okay. year. Okay. I, it's not that. like it was like this was, this was the first time. Okay. But this year... I was like, I'm so sick of these white saviors. I feel like they were everywhere. Okay, give me context. Okay, so they were they were like, so at work, like I feel like white savers are always at work. There's always someone like white explaining or like mansplaining stuff to you that you know that you understand, and we all get it. But you gotta sit there and smile and go, oh, thank you for explaining that to me because if I didn't have you to explain that, my dumb behind would not understand. So wait, do you think that that's maybe because of Trump that more white people have been more attuned to race and race issues because Trump was elected. We've had more like white supremacists, like KKK rallies. And so race is more in the forefront of people's minds. Definitely. I definitely saw a shift where I saw white people like feel bad. And so that made them like want to be extra nice and extra explainy and extra accommodating in ways that just felt patronizing and annoying and rude. So white guilt. Yes. And right. it's like, just go on with your life, <laughs> please. <laughs> it's so it's funny because, you know, I recently wrote that article for Bitch Magazine that was about what white people need to do in 2018. And I felt very uncomfortable writing it because I don't like to write articles exclusively to or for white people. Yeah. Like, it makes me very uncomfortable to do that. And as I was thinking about, like, pitching the article to Yvette Dion, who's an editor, a senior editor at Bitch, I, I was like, I, I mean, I wanted to write it, but I was like, I don't really feel like doing this shit. However, I felt like there's a part of our work that ends up being this process of saying, like, white people leave me alone. Right. Yeah. And it goes back to our article, um, the article that I wrote about not doing any more free labor 
for white people to treat to treat white people special or like special white snowflakes because they're interested in in addressing racial disparity um and we did that on the erasure of black women episode and i think that that's something that you're getting at is like in 2017, you know, we had this whole safety pin movement thing that happened where people are like, I'm wearing a safety pin and I'm going to stand with you and I'm going to fight next to you. And it's like, but are you really fighting? Like, and I think that's what the whole white savior thing is about. It's like you step up when it's convenient for you. This whole like difficult conversations culture where it's like, oh, gosh, yeah. I got to go home at Thanksgiving and I got to sit and I got to talk to my auntie. And, you know, y'all know how I feel. I said punch on Annie. Puncher in the throat, right? Puncher. Puncher. Y'all talk about punching Nazis, puncher Annie too, right? Because you're Annie probably a Nazi, right? So for me, it's like, if we're do- if we're going to talk about this conversation about like white saviors, we have to also talk about this whole, this whole kind of phenomenon where it's been like, I'm doing the work. I'm doing the non-racist work. I'm having hard conversations. Look, guys, I'm sweating and my cheeks are red and my palms are moist and I don't feel very comfortable right now. This must be the work, you know? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I just had this this image of a bead of sweat on someone's eyebrow. <laughs> a bead of sweat next to a white tear, yeah, you know? You and go. it's like... A perfect pair. Exactly. And I feel like that's the problem is this kind of non-racistness versus anti-racistness. And so are we actively thinking about ways to engage in anti-racist work? Are we donating to things like Chicago Bond Fund? Are we thinking about ways that we can give to programs that help to bail mothers out of jail you know there's a lot of work that happened over the holidays to bail black mothers out of jail who can't afford to pay their bonds right you know that's a process that actually is anti-racist it breaks down a systemic process that keeps people in prison simply because they can't afford to get out you know like things about things thinking about things like that and so i really wonder you know if 2017 maybe that's like i'm hoping that 2017 is the end of white savers too like the end of like non-racist like i'm not racist but actually like okay now i'm gonna move to the next phase which is i'm not racist and i'm also going to actively engage in anti-racist work well and i think that's one thing when i think back about 2017 is i feel like there really was an explosion of resources specifically for white people right especially resources from white people for white people that cover this exact topic that we're, we're talking about. Like, right. So if you're a white person out there and you're like, I want to be active and I want to work against racism, I want to be on the front lines. Right. There are places you can go. There are resources. There are groups. There are things you can read. I that, always drop safety pin box. I right? mean, safety pin box. I, I, I prefer that they do safety pin box because safety pin box is started by black women, run by black women and other women of color. Uh, and fems and also puts money in the pockets of other black women and fems so for me it's like that's perfect because that's both that's both getting the knowledge that you need to do anti-racist work dismantling systems of capitalism that work to keep black women fems in a disproportionately economically disadvantaged position and also reparations right like that shit's lit i mean like you said it's like you, you shouldn't have to be out here doing the work of explaining things to white people every day absolutely not so as a white person white people can go and there are things for Safety them now pin box you know as we always say google is a thing google does exist go to the google and you know find the resources they're there they're not hidden right you know you don't it's it's not a difficult thing anymore you don't have to just find the local black person and ask them that you can do it yourself right and i think you know yeah that was one of the things i probably hated the most about 2017 it's like trump's in office what do we do now and it's like y'all first of all y'all put him in the office okay let's let's not act like okay 
Let's not act like y'all didn't put his ass there, first of all. Second of all, you need to figure that shit out. How how you how are you going to create the problem for us, right? And then ask us how to solve the problem mm. that you created. It, a, it doesn't make any sense. That's a word. It doesn't make any sense. And so I absolutely hope that 2017 was the year that a bunch of white people were like, wait, wait, wait. We're the problem. Like, I really hope that. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that happened. I really. I, and I actually have some. I actually believe that some. Some maybe small proportion of white folk did. I really believe that. I really do. I really do believe that. I do. I agree. I think I think Trump is just so extreme. Absolutely. I think it really woke some white people up to go, wow, okay. I can't I can't blame anything else anymore. It really is just white people and whiteness. Right. That's right. just really what it is at the end of the day. Right, right. It's, there's a white supremacist capitalist system at work. We have an actual white supremacist in office who's actually bringing white supremacists into the White House, who's actually enacting laws that are white supremacist laws. And even as the KKK is marching, he can't even bring himself to argue against their existence or say that they're bad people. I mean, he actually is talking about evil on both sides when talking about the KKK. Every, the KKK. Every day, it's like he's trying to find a way to, to escape. And he, he digs a hole deeper and deeper. Right. And everyone's like, no, please, let's just roll another welcome mat Exactly. Out. Here, what other thing can we give you? Exactly. So I really, I mean, I really 100% believe that we did see, I mean, you know what? 2017 might be the year of the white savior. It's definitely the year of Becky. You know, Becky mm-hmm. up in there somewhere. And I think Becky is to some degree a white savior. So it might actually be the year of the white savior. Like, all the white women voted for, the 53% of white women who voted voted for Trump to be in office or whatever. And then the following year, they're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. You know? And all their cousins was like, oh, shit. Oh, Whoa. shit. So, you know, that's that's on y'all. That's that's on y'all. Um, we told you. And, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree that 2017, I hope we can leave all the white saviors back there. And I hope in 2018, we're looking forward and figuring out how to fix this shit. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Thank you for listening. We are the proud founders of watercoolerconvos.com, a platform at the intersections of blackness, culture, and adulting. We started that black couple to dive deeper into the issues facing young black millennial folks navigating the anti-black, anti-queer, white supremacist world today. This podcast is supported by donations and patronage of our listeners and readers of our blog. You should head over there and check out some of the content when you get a chance. If you would like to become a monthly subscriber or patron and help fund our content, sign up at www.patreon.com forward slash watercoolerconvos. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Please consider giving $5 or $10 per month to help us build our platform and grow our organization. We really want to hire new writers and social media people, y'all, but we can't do that without your help. You can also give a one-time donation at www.paypal.me forward slash watercoolerconvos. All donations are welcome. You can stream the show on Google Play, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. When you listen, please consider hitting that heart button, sharing an episode, giving us a five-star rating, and leaving some dope-ass comments. This helps us with our page views and also gives us more listeners for the show. Thank you so much. Let's get back to the show.
All right, so we're back. And now it's time to talk about the things we actually liked about 2017. And everyone, I was on Twitter when everyone was kind of switching over from 2017 to 2018. And everyone was like, get rid of it. I'm done. Bye, bitch. Like, I'm ready to go. Whatever. Bye, bye, bye. Right? And to some degree, I agree. 2017 was a rough year all around. But there were some things that I really liked about 2017. Like, really liked. And for me, for me, 2017 was the year of black people glowing up. I yes. feel like black people were on the glow up all year. And people going to say, oh, well, give me some receipts. Okay. So receipts. First of all, Cardi B. Mm. Cardi B. I feel I feel like after you could just say her name. Right. I feel like that's enough. Right. That's, Cardi that's B. enough of a receipt. Cardi B. And not only did she glow up, she did it while stomping on the top of Taylor Swift's head. Yes, she did. Right, she did that for the culture. It was like it was like bonus points. She did that for all of us. She did that for she leveled up the glow up, right? So Cardi B, right? Okay, breaking records, becoming what the first black woman rapper to be like Billboard top one hundred or number one since like twenty years before that when Lauren Hill yeah, did it or something like that. Yeah. So like killing it, right? So okay, got that. Thinking about, for instance, the Me Too movement. White women tried to snatch it, right? Alyssa Milano tried to be like, oh, me too, me too. And then everybody was like, oh, oh, oh. actually, Tarana Burke started that years ago. Mm -hmm. And then Tarana Burke, now Tarana Burke's face is all over Times Square. She dropped the ball on New Year's Eve. Tarana Burke has now become the face of the movement that she started. And I know that doesn't sound like a really big deal. It doesn't. But just imagine doing work for 10 years, for a decade, or for, you know, longer or for a shorter amount of time, but just doing work and having it be your life's work. Having a white woman of the level of Alyssa Milano. Oh, Alyssa Milano. Oh, and, and Rose Rose McGowan. And Rose McGowan. Too. Right. And Taylor Swift. Yeah, Don't and forget. Taylor Swift, because she was on time. Exactly. Try to come in and take it and still snatching that shit back. The ancestors was like, yeah. Mm. Isn't that what Tiffany had a shit? When you mm. do that handout, you pull it back. Yeah. Right. The ancestors snatched it back for Tarana. They snatched it back. And I'm just, I, I love it. And I'm watching, today. I'm watching Tarana glow up. And I'm very proud of that moment. Listen, Beyonce gave birth to twins. 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 Okay. Then she walked out and looked like an ethereal goddess and pissed all the white women off. All of them. I wrote a piece <laughs> and, about it. And put it on Instagram. And put it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> She said, she said, she said, I had these twins and I am still a god. I am, I am still the queen of America. And what, and what they say on the read, they said they probably had Blue Ivy design the whole thing. So did, right? <laughs> Listen, Serena had a baby and walked out like a week later with an 18 pack of abs looking like she was about to go play tennis again. And now, she, and now and she's she about playing to go. tennis. And she about to go, right? And, and got married on top of it. Right, right. And, and wait, what's the girl's name? Still trying to, she was trying to play her. And everybody was like, girl, nobody, nobody's talking to you, girl. Nobody's talking to you. Sweetheart. Sharapova was, was caught doping. And she's still like, if I play her one more time. <laughs> she, all my life I had to fight Serena. Serena out here in Beyonce videos. <laughs> Serena twerking. Said, Serena said, um, <laughs> Sharapova, who? <laughs> so listen, so Beyonce having babies, Ciara having babies, Serena having babies. They're living their best lives. They're doing what they want to do with their life. That's a glow up. I appreciate that. I'm very happy about that, right? That's wonderful. Listen, Issa Rae, mm. Insecure, is killing it, right? Killing. And she got two new shows last year. Two new shows. 
right? This is a big deal. And and the other thing, I think the other thing people always forget about Issa Rae is I always think, oh, Issa Rae's doing Insecure, or Issa Rae showed up in Dear Black, Dear White People, or, you know, Issa Rae, Issa Rae is also doing so much work behind, behind the, the scenes, scenes. It's right? like, she is such a mogul on the rise that people don't even, I'm, I swear, 2018 might be the year, too. I think so. Where she's just going to pop out like, ah, and it's just, people just not she's, even going to realize all the like, stuff that she has you set didn't in know motion. She's going to peel off an Oprah suit and she's going to be yep. inside Oprah. Yeah, that's She's going to be like, is. me and Oprah are actually the same person. <laughs> Like, and then she gonna then she gonna peel off her Issa suit and she gonna be Ava. Like oh and shit! Like, oh fuck! They all the same person. All Issa Ray, <laughs> Issa, Ava, and Oprah are the same person. Mind it's blown. intergenerational black woman kinship <laughs> in one body. You're a sentient being. Sorry, we don't have no behavior today. No behavior. So 2017, we got Girls Trip. Mm. Girls Trip. They try to sleep, they try to sleep on Girls Trip. They thought Girls it was going to be big. Girls Trip beasted that shit. Okay, first of all, it's the first black female led comedy to ever hit the box office and stay at number one ever. Right? Like mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever in the history ever. But then for it to stay that long, set records for any comedy, not just a black woman led or a black comedy. Period. Yep. So and it beat out like Marvel films. It beat out like it be real stuff. It like like this is a big deal. And this had like Queen Latifah, Tiffany Haddish in her debut, Jada Pinkett. You know, like these are these are folks who are not like you know nineteen year old. This is not like you know folks who typically are cast in the role of girls trip, right? Regina well, Hall. These are older like women. The other thing you have to remember is. The, the the comparison that people didn't didn't even realize is they had just put that out that white girl a, film that was yeah it was called Rough Night Rough Night it was like a month or two before Girls Trip came didn't out didn't have Kate or it whatever had, from it SNL had, it had uh, blonde SNL. hair from uh from Avengers I don't Scar- pay Scarlett Johansson was the lead oh yeah character. but it had Kate from SNL she had a weird yeah. accent and and the movie flip flopped by girl tripped stumbled and fell by girl and then Girls Trip came out and they said oh I don't know and it beat the dang box office. <laughs> Well, I mean, and it had a, it had a black woman writer do you on the want, staff. Do you want mayonnaise or Creole seasoning? I mean, you gotta make your choice. We all know exactly. I don't put no mayonnaise on my crab cakes. So <laughs> anyway, so that's the year of Girls Trip. And remind you, Girls Trip wasn't it written by um, Issa Rae's homegirl from from Awkward Black Girl? From Awkward Black Girl. So like that's that's a big fucking deal. Like you said, year of the glow up. Year of the glow up. Okay, and then outside of like uh, Hollywood entertainment type stuff, Jasmine Ward won the National Book Award again, right? We had black folks winning the MacArthur Genius Grants. We had black folks winning a number of large scale awards, writing books. We had a bunch of like young activists, like I'm thinking about Charlene Carruthers, thinking about Darnell Moore, a lot of young black activists getting book deals who have books coming out. Like this shit is lit. Yeah, 2017 really set up 2018 to be to be a monster. Legit. If you really think about legit, it. Legit, legit. And there's one thing I'm leaving out intentionally. And somebody's probably listening to it. Like, ooh, girl, don't forget this one last thing. I didn't forget. It's just coming up in my next. It's just coming up in my next, my next thing. Well, should I just mention it? I'm going to mention it. So, yes, I know. Get Out came out, too. Mm. Right? So, Get Out, like, I feel like Get Out became the meme of the year. Like, Get Out was like, like, I feel like I say that once a week. Somebody says something like, oh, girl, get out. Like, I feel like we now have a cultural, it's a cultural phenomenon where it's like, ooh, get out. 
I mean, and, and I can't, I can only speak on this anecdotally, but I would really think Get Out did major work, especially with white people, to yeah. go, oh shit. Yeah. I'm starting to really understand right. this whole race thing. Right. And how this works and how being a black person in America might be a little difficult. Like, our asses is scary as fuck. Wow. <laughs> I think, I think it really like, just broke up some white right. people's minds. I mean, I keep seeing Stanley, uh, Lakeith Stanley, like looking legit terrified when he's like screaming, "Get out! Get out!" Like with the with the blood coming out, yeah, of his nose. the blood coming out of his nose, and like he's looking like he's about to cry, but also scream, but also like clearly not in his right place. And you're just like, okay, this is fucking scary, you know. And I feel like, listen, this was a cultural moment. Like, I'm so glad that I was able to go to a movie theater and go see Get Out and be like, I saw the first actual, like, black comedy horror film. Not to take any any credit away from, like, the, the, the black exploitation films of the 70s and the 80s, but specifically talking about this current moment that talked about a contemporary racial phenomenon and right. actually set it in the, in the idea of, like, a continuation of slavery and Jim Crow. Like, that... That's that's a new thing, and that's that's dope. And it's the same thing where that that built up something that's going to now be coming in the future. Jordan right. Peele has now really created a, a name for himself. Like right. he was just, he was half of uh, you know Jordan Peele, right? And now, Peele, right? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, Peele? Jordan Peele is half of Jordan and Peele. <laughs> no behavior like you. <laughs> Yeah, half half of Key and Peele. Now he is like a bona fide right. movie maker, filmmaker. Right. I know. I, I heard he's working on um, Love Lovecraft Country, which right. is like a similar vein. He's type. got a lot of shit in the making. I mean, so many projects to just opening doors once again right. using 2017 which was a trash year in right. so many ways right Politically, but it absolutely. really sowed some seeds for 2018 to be a black monster right so i'm looking forward to what that means for 2018 um and so i i do feel like black folks were on the glow up and you know i think that's something that black people do right i think it's something that when you are working to survive a system of oppression when you're working through a white supremacist system that seeks to kind of like silence and eradicate blackness you work against that in ways that that require a new form of expression and a new form of embodiment and i think that's what we're seeing we're seeing like for instance beyonce i know that you know lemonade came out a while ago but i always think about lemonade being this really important moment in beyonce's kind of evolution because we were waiting for so long for her to give us give us something like that and i feel like we're seeing that happen with a lot of these kind of celebrities um, and icons where they're kind of coming to this political moment and they're asking themselves what do i do with it like how do i engage with this political moment and a lot of them are making really good and really important decisions a lot of them are deciding to push against it and i think that's how we're seeing this kind of cultural shift toward an embracement embracing of a kind of really multitudinous black culture and this representation of blackness in media and film in athletics in writing you know across literature across fiction nonfiction, in the academy across a lot of different uh fields and disciplines that's really helping us to get a really full picture of what blackness looks like and so you know sadly we had to have this really tragic political outcome you know this electoral process that really you really let us down in a lot of respects, all, all respects, to be frank. But out of it, we have this kind of beautiful moment where blackness has come to the fore and we have all these ways to express that blackness. And I'm just really excited about it. Like what you hear? You can find my mom and dad, a.k.a. That Black Couple, on the web at thatblackcouple.com. 
You can find them on Facebook at That Black Couple, and you can find them on Instagram and Twitter at That BLK Couple. If you have questions or comments about the show, email them at thatblkcouple at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back. We're back. It's time for our last segment. Yes. Of our first season. Yes. Of our podcast. No, it's our last segment of our final episode. Of our first season. Of our first season. You right. skipped the final episode part. You said it's our, la- our it's last segment of the first season. But I feel like we might actually, well, I don't know, whatever. I also think we're going to have another segment. Well, oh, we'll see. We might have one in. I think so. Well, this is our last, like, official, official. Official, official. Part for this last glow up of 2017. Correct. Episode. Correct. And so I know we want to talk about what we're looking forward to in 2018. Correct. And we had talked about really 2018 being about a blacker, more feminist future, which yep. I love. Yep. Yep. Um, and I was saying in our last segment that 2017, I think, really sowed a lot of seeds yeah. for 2018 to really be that. Yeah. And what I'm really looking forward to, though, is. Despite all the negativity that we saw in 2017, despite all the Trump coverage ad nauseum, you know, all, all his foolery and all his hijinks, I think black folk really were fed up right. in 2017. Right. Um, I remember Robin Roberts when when, when Omarosa was kicked out of the White House yeah. and, and they were interviewing her on Good Morning America. Yeah. And Omarosa had just done her interview and you yeah. know, she was giving her reasons and explanations. And Michael Strahan. Right. And she was yeah. saying, I didn't get kicked out. I wasn't escorted. Yeah. Off the premises and all this stuff. And Robin Roberts, I mean, she live was on air, was just like, bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Which I think really was like the perfect <laughs> way to talk about 2017. <laughs> We're just done. Bye, girl. <laughs> We're just done. <laughs> we are all fed up. Yeah. But I think 2018 now means that we are now ready. I think because so, Because we're so fed up from 2017, we're now ready for 2018. And I'm hoping that in 2018, we're just bigger and better and bolder in our blackness, to be honest. I hope that we just continue to disrupt and disrupt live, white lives even more than we already have. Yeah. I think we just need to continue to call out things. We just call out them at an even higher frequency every like microaggression, every macroaggression, right? Every aggression, every sideways look, every anything, any right? Slight anything against us. I think we call it out. I mean, 2017 showed that even in the most dire of circumstances, when you have a president in office that is literally out to basically take everything away, right? From from anybody. I mean, we talk. We really talk from a place um, specifically for Black folk. But when you think about all marginalized groups, right? You know, across the board, Trump right. has really been he been set. He been on one to just take everything away from everybody. One. He been on one, and in the face of that, everyone said no, right? No, we right. will resist, and not just resist. We are going to fight back, right. with everything that we have. And I right. think there have been a lot of wins in the face of that. And I, so I think that's what we need to do in 2018. I agree. Keep that same that same spirit and that same momentum going. I agree. And I, so, so I believe this is what I believe in my heart. I believe that every year is getting progressively blacker. Oh yes. So black history month in 2016, we got lemonade. We had Beyonce performing at the Super Bowl. She performed formation at the Super Bowl during halftime. 
with with dancers all dressed as Black Panthers. As Black Panthers, okay? That's black as fuck, okay? Last year, during Black History Month, we got Get Out, okay? This year, 2018, mm, during I'm Black History ready. Month. I'm not even ready. We are getting Black Panther, the blackity blackest, blackified, black comic book, Marvel black, blackity black, pitch black movie to ever be made in the history of ever. I mean, listen, listen, Chadwick Boseman snatched the whole movie. That Captain America movie was supposed to be about Captain America. I don't it was supposed really, to be about all no. Okay, I watched for him. Chadwick Boseman is probably in that film for maybe five to ten minutes and snatched the snatched whole film. everything. All of our edges. Now the whole him, movie. Now they everything. give him a whole movie. Whole movie. Whole movie. And they cast every black person. That we all love. Every dark-skinned black person. <laughs> every, like, beautiful, ebony, blue, black, shiny. Except for Michaela Cole. Is she in it? No, I don't think she's in it. She but, is so fucking but you know, fine. But you know how these people do? They pop she up in a cameo. She might pop up. She is so damn fine. Good God, she is gorgeous. She is so fine. I'm sorry. I'm just distracted because I watched Black Mirror <laughs> and I was looking at her with all them thumb-faced white people. And I was like, how is she in the same room? We were looking at it. I was like, Michaela Cole just walking around. She just in. <laughs> with all these people. And they all look like thumbs. What's them thumb movies? Them thumb wars? <laughs> they just look like a bunch of thumbs. You know, a bunch of sock puppets. And then she come walking in. And I'm like, this don't make no sense. This is not real life. Nobody that fine walks around with all these dumb-faced people. That's why she had that attitude. She's like, why, she was I like, why am I here? Office? She was like, why am I here? Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I'm distracted. But yes, Black Panther is coming out this February. I mean, listen, that movie has that movie has Lupita. Yes. Who else has, has Chadwick Boseman? Yes. It has... Um, Ain't Forrest Whitaker up in there? For, it has Forrest Kaluuya. Whitaker. He has Daniel Kaluuya from Get Michael Out. Michael Bay Jordan. And and it has the queen, the queen of, of black pristine. Yes. Of I no, shall of, never crack. Of no cracketh nation. I shall I shall grow younger as my age yes. grows higher. Yes. I mean. <laughs> my age has an inverse relationship with the crackethness of my skin. <laughs> she got Benjamin Button, like, skinified extrapolation in her skin cells. <laughs> Angela Bassett. And what'd she say? I just drink water. I just drink water. Bitch, what's listen, in the water? Listen. Angela. She my soror too. <laughs> soror. Soror. What's in the water? Which water are you drinking? She said, she said white tears. <laughs> sweetheart. 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 Soror. You drinking the water, but where where was it bottled? <laughs> Who went and got it? Was it Jesus? Did Jesus get it from you? Was it from the Valley of Nazareth? Did someone go to the actual Garden of Eden? Did they unlock it for you? Did they unlock the Garden of Eden for you? Sweetheart, Soror, tell us. You can tell me. You need to share these secrets share it, girl. with the rest of us. I think they unlocked the Garden of Eden and they put your little bottle in the act and it's one of them bottles like the part of the Bible where the, the wine and the and the and the fish and the loaves kept re re-upping and so she just drinks out the bottle they put it in her bottle and she drink it up and it refills yep forever it's 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 an endless fountain god said god said let you live on <laughs> and so now she drinks out the water bottle and it just fills back up that's the secret 
I'm sorry, no behavior. So I had already um, forecasted. I had already forecasted that 2016 was the Black Y2K, okay, because of Beyonce performing Formation at the Super Bowl. So because we are now two years post Black Y2K, I don't actually know what we're in now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think when when she performed at the Super Bowl, I think the Earth like shifted tilted off its axis. We're in a new alterverse. We like shifted. It's dimensions. like flash, and we're in like Earth two now. It's like Earth Black. Yeah, it's like it's like Black Point. I don't know. Yes, Black Point. It's not Flashpoint, nigga. It's Black Point. It's Black Point. Oh shit, we're in Black Point. And I love it. I love it too. I love it too. All right. So this is the final segment of our first season of that Black Couple. See, this was unplanned. We had okay. Fine. This. this is an unplanned segment of. Our final episode, episode 12 of our first season. Yes. Okay. This is a personal segment. We're getting back to the basics. Our opening episode, we had a nice personal sit down. We just talked. There was no notes. We just talked. And we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Are you ready? I stay ready. Oh, God. So, So what I want to do is, I think we just reflected on 2017. We said what we liked about it, what we hated about it, what we hoped 2018. I think we should do a quick one for the podcast and give a little quick update on what folks should expect to see in the new year from that black couple. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. All right. So what do I want to leave in 2017 for this podcast? You going to answer for me? No, you can answer for yourself. Okay, so <laughs> what I would like to leave in 2017 is your boy Darren fucking up the podcast, talking with his hands, doing this, talking back and forth on the podcast. Did I get it accurate? Leaning back and leaning forward and slinging your hands around. Y'all, if you could see his face right now, if you could see his face right now, if you could see his face right now, Darren is a wonderful man and I love him very deeply, but, and he's very like shy and introverted in, in, in real life with other people. But when we get in this basement and we're recording this podcast, he gets excited and his hands start flipping all over the place and he starts moving his legs and hitting the microphone. So whenever you heard a thud or a clack or a whoosh, that was him. That was him. So I, I would like to leave Darren's antics stressing me the hell out while we're recording a podcast. I would like to leave them in 2017. That's fine. That's 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 a valid critique. <laughs> that's valid. Now, what you also don't realize is we are perfectionists over here at the That Black Couple podcast and. We spent a lot of time on each episode doing a lot of editing. So a lot. I I I worked tirelessly uh-huh. to remove every clack and every thud and every whoosh and try to even out our sound for when I'm moving microphone. <laughs> so I'm hoping that you didn't notice very many of those things. You probably didn't. But I'm, I I'm did. hoping it was seamless. But I did. I mean, I created more work for myself, but at least I, as the one who does the editing, I was making work for myself excuse, and not for you. Excuse. Your excuse. Okay. Now, on that same note, though, because the other the other thing is that, that a certain someone is leaving out is 
Um, and this is once again a very personal um, reflection here. So I move my hands a lot when we're recording. I, I tend to hit the microphone. What do you want to leave in 2017? Uh, what I would like to leave in 17 is, you know, my my lovely, lovely spouse and partner. You know, we get in this basement and, you know, we live in the Chicagoland area and the, the weather, you know, it tends to get cold, you know, because we have to record at times when our kids are not around. So it's usually like late at night and it's cold. And, you know, if we have the AC on, that's blowing loud and that messes up our sound, too. And so she's usually down here and she as, she'll be as she is now. She'll have a hoodie on. She'll have, you know, sweatpants on. And then she'll have a Snuggie on on top of that. And then she'll have, you know, some thick, like, wool socks on. And then to keep her feet warm. To keep her feet warm, she will be rubbing her feet together. Like she's trying to start a fire. I have to try and remove that sound from the as well. So if you ever hear a... On the podcast, you know who that was. Oh, shit. We're going to try and leave that in 2017, though. We're going to try and leave that in the past and have the past be the past. That's what we're going to try and do. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Not the truth. Oh, damn. Oh, I got red. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, that was Remember, painful. This is this is all in love. This is oh. all in love. You know, oh. this is, this is this is a homegrown production. Oh, you know, like shit. you said, we come down to our basement. And we put this together. You know, we're not in no studio. Oh, shit. We you know we're not at a radio station <laughs> with like real. You know, we oh. we we here at home. You know, oh. trying to make it happen. Oh, so man. that's how it works. Oh shit! But and I don't just, care though. I'm still gonna rub my feet together. I'm sure you will. I don't give a shit. We might just have to get like some soundproof underneath the fuck. table. My feet be cold. <laughs> Because these mics, listen, these mics are good. These are great mics. And They're shout great. out, shout out to my high school friend Jennifer John, who sent us the last little microphones and equipment. Because without her, we would not have this set up. And shout out to everyone who supported us on Patreon. Shout out to everyone who went to our PayPal, who made sure that we had our equipment. Because this this equipment is like lit. This equipment is lit. So, regardless of what this dude to my left <laughs> just said about my socks rubbing together during the production regardless of all that noise our our situation here is lit so yes okay yes. so what do we want to do with our podcast what do we want to keep what do you want to keep Darren? i want to keep the banter i think i think we have a great banter that shit ain't going nowhere that's who we are ain't, yeah ain't no way that's gonna you know go anywhere right but we got to keep that i think we 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 hone it even more mm-hmm. um i think I would love to continue to dialogue with the people that listen yeah, and continue to get their feedback and hear what they love yeah. and continue to integrate that into what we deliver back. Yeah. And also I think, you know, I think, I think this podcast is just hella black. Yeah, it is. And I think it is, it is hella brash. Yeah, it is. And unapologetic. Yeah. In every episode and everything that we do. I think even, even in the topics that we cover. Yeah, I think sometimes we cover things that are unexpected, and people would be like, "What? Why y'all talk about that? Who cares about that? Do we need to know about that?" Right. And then they listen, and they're like, "Oh shit, that was right. kind of good." <laughs> I'll never forget. We just a couple of weeks ago, we someone yeah. someone shared um, an iTunes link to our to our podcast, and, and the the only thing he said was, 
they fucking my head up with this one. <laughs> no, the and football I said, one. <laughs> I said, you know what? That was all I needed. Just, all I needed. To, just to know that we fucking people's heads up. <laughs> we're good. I agree. I agree. So I think, I mean, I want to keep all that stuff too. I want to keep all that stuff too. And I actually think, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to keep that you didn't say. I think, I think I, I think I agree with all of that. I think I want to agree with all of that. That's actually exactly how I feel. So I don't need to add to it. Good. Okay. Well, then let's move to the last part then. Okay. So what, what do you want to see happen? What do you want to bring into the podcast? Okay. This is what I think. This is what I think. I think in 2018, we got to get out the basement. What? Uh, yeah. So you scare your eyes got big because you all introverted and shit. We're going to have to do a live show. We got to go out and meet people. We got to get outside. We have to go meet people in public. That's why we on this no carb diet and shit. So we can get skinty and people can see us and shit. Cause we was looking a little, you know, a little, you know, we're and, looking a little carby. Yeah. A little carby. We, what, what did they say about Nene leaks? You have too many carbs in your diet. <laughs> <laughs> shit was rude as hell. Shit was so rude, but it was so, so true. Um, I understand God. what she's saying now that I'm on no car diet. Yeah. But uh, what was it Claudia Jones? What's her name? Claudia Jordan. Jordan. So anyway, um, I do think we're gonna have to get out the basement and we're gonna have to go meet people. I do think for 2018 we're gonna have to do that. Um, and I want to keep pushing the envelope on topics that we want to talk about. I think we should talk about things. We have a really great listener, uh, Jessica Grown, who sent us a nice email. Um, she listened to all of our episodes and gave us some feedback. She's also a, a Patreon subscriber and she subscribes at the level where you can give feedback on the show and suggest topics. So if you're interested in doing that, go to our Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash watercooler combos. And you can become a subscriber and also give us questions to uh, ponder on for the show. So I think that would be good for us to interact more and to incorporate those things into the show um, and also get out of the basement. Ooh, you're trying to get me out the basement. I don't know why you're trying to get me out of this basement. <laughs> you know, it's good for you. You know that means that brings scheduling into it because yeah. we got to schedule children and, oh, and move equipment. We're going to bring them in here in a minute. And- do all that stuff. That's children. a lot of work. That, that just sounded like work to me. Children. But it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I, I love I love everyone that listens to our podcast. I love all the feedback that you guys give. I love all the support. Um, it's great to know that you guys are listening, that you guys love it, that it brightens your day, that it makes you think about things that you... And laugh. Yeah, and, and laugh. I mean, because that's the thing. We, we, we talk about a lot of heavy... Heavy shit. Heavy yeah. subjects. A yeah. lot of contentious topics. Um, but we also try to keep it light. We try to keep it funny. We try to keep yeah. it accessible. Yeah. Um, and so we hope that people listen. Yeah. Like it. Love it. Yeah. And, you know, continue to, you know, invite us into their lives. Oh, that was so cheesy. I know. I can be really cheesy sometimes. Thank you for listening to season one of That Black Couple. Season two drops in February. Happy New Year!